Hello and welcome to TG's podcast, Making Theatre. We've got our second episode of this semester and I'm here with the director of our second show, God of Carnage, directed by Julia Brooke. Hi. So, do you want to tell us a little bit about your show? Yeah, so God of Carnage is a comedy about two sets of parents that come together one afternoon because one of their children has hit the other um, and they try and sort it out like adults and they end up acting like children. Sick. So do you want to tell us a bit about the characters of the play? Yeah, so you have um, Alan, who is married to Annette, and Alan is a lawyer and very kind of rude, and he makes loads of phone calls um, in the show and is just very rude to everyone um, and very sarcastic. And then his wife, Annette, is, um, I don't know how you describe it, mental? (laughs) Yeah, she's a bit crazy. Yeah, she's a bit crazy. She ends up getting very, very drunk um, and... She's described as a phony because she starts off being very um, kind of respectable and then kind of descends into this chaos. Uh, And then Veronica and Michael are the other parents and Veronica is very highly strong and suffers several breakdowns during the show um, and is kind of like seen as like the saviour of humanity because she writes art books and stuff. Um, And then her husband Michael is kind of... average middle-class man who um, talks very cynically about marriage and children and um, sells saucepans. <laughs> so, how did you find directing for the first time? Um, <laughs> challenging at times. I, like, I really, really enjoyed it, but also, like, I had four different cases of COVID during the four weeks that I was directing this show. Um, which was quite difficult. Just landed really lucky, didn't you? Yeah, really, really lucky, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'd actually had two rehearsals with me and the whole cast there before the dress run, which is pretty insane. That's insane, it. yeah. Um, it was just carnage. It was absolute carnage. Yeah, but, um, <laughs> but I, I really enjoyed it. Like, I found it quite challenging, but I also learned a lot. And I had, like, four very good actors and a very good script, which I think, I think helped. And it was interesting to like get other people's perspective on things but also I liked being the one like ultimately in control um and I took, I came out with something that was what I visualized in the beginning which was really nice amazing so my question is um what made you pick God of Carnage um I just I think it's hilarious I really do <laughs> um it's a very funny play and it's it felt quite attainable for me like I wasn't sure whether I was actually ready to start directing after having only worked on one TG show before um but because there's only four people in it and it's quite short I felt like it was something that was doable for me um and also like on New Labour we didn't have a producer so I did those of producery jobs so I kind of wanted I and I hated them (laughs) so I picked a show like without any scene changes and stuff because I thought it would be way easier on me and then I had a brilliant producer and I was like oh wait that wouldn't be my job anyway so um but I also just love the play I think it's so funny and um I like the different ways you can interpret the characters I think what's so nice about the play is well like you don't expect the things to happen that happen. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because, like, it is just, like, starts off a bit like, oh, some parents in the 40s having a conversation. But then when it spirals into everything what happens, which we'll get onto in a minute, but it's nice. Yeah, it's like everything happens, but nothing happens. Yeah, yeah, you just sit there and be like, what's actually just happened? Yeah, like, the play kind of is pointless. Like, no conclusion (laughs) comes out of it, but, like, it's very fun getting there. (laughs) Okay, so you've got two really dramatic moments, I thought, in the two, text. Two, okay. Do you want to tell 
our viewers a bit about them. <laughs> sure. The spoiler um, alerts. This is why we've had to record the podcast after the show. Yeah. Because Julia pulled a little bit of a paddy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means, but yeah. Just like didn't want to do the podcast before because oh. we didn't want spoilers. I didn't want to give a spoiler, yeah. Which is um, fair, which is although fair. Although on the second run of the show, after the second night of the show, I had to start giving spoilers as the audience came in because we had a sympathetic vomit on Thursday night. Oh, yeah. Wow. Um, yeah, so basically Annette vomits all over the stage um, about... 10 minutes in, 15 minutes in, um, which is one dramatic moment. Mm. Um, and we, yeah, actual vomit on stage, which is fun. Um, and the second dramatic moment is that you talking about the ending. With right? the telephone and the Oh, bar right, and okay. The and then, and then Annette, Annette uh, throws her husband's phone in the vase of tulips um, very dramatically. And then throws the tulips in the water all over. Bashes up the tulips and throws the water over uh, Veronica. So it's all Annette, basically. (laughs) She causes all the drama. Silly Annette. Yeah. Um, Okay, so how did you do the sick? That was my question. (laughs) Um, So basically... I'm guessing um, Phoebe did not make herself sick on stage. No, she didn't. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So there was a a cushion that Phoebe was holding... um, which she picked up off the sofa when she started to feel sick and taped to the back of the cushion is a, like a collapsible water bottle um, and it was filled with um, almond milk and oats blended together which everyone found hilarious because it was like vegan sick but I was like you don't need to support the dairy industry if you don't have to <laughs> um, and so she hugged the cushion and then put her head down and like um, sucked out of the water bottle this mixture into her mouth and then when she lifted her head up she spat it out all over the table um, and literally everyone, when the show finished, would come up to me and go, tell me how you did it, tell me how you did it. Um, a lot of people thought that it was in the Coke can or that she'd like had a pill or something in her mouth that she like broke, which I don't think you can get. I don't think such that would be intense. Because, yeah. <laughs> and also the Coke can's from ages. Like, yeah. It's like a good so amount, especially like, it has dialogue as well. Yeah, literally. The, the script is so stupid. So there's actually a line. Um, it's uh, Michael says, what? Uh, maybe Ferdinand senses your lack of interest and Annette is meant to say what lack of interest and then puke and so Yasmina Reza the playwright literally wrote it knowing that no one was going to be able to get someone to vomit on stage and say that line because you can't possibly say that line and then puke mm. so we had to give the line to um to Luke because I was like there's no way like there's no way she can say a line of dialogue and then throw up yeah no not at um all. so I don't know what the playwright was on when she wrote that <laughs> No, very ambitious though, sick on stage. Yeah. Because it was sick acting. It was sick acting. Uh, yeah, I that was the big, like, I've done, I, when I got the play, I was like, how the hell am I going to do the sick? But I think we pulled it off. Yeah, it was really, real. when I watched it the other, Tuesday? Tuesday, it was really good. I just feel like the sick as well, like, because you didn't expect it. Obviously, like, I knew it would come in, because we, we discussed it, but like, Everyone else who was watching it just didn't. And when it just went projectile everywhere. Yeah, we, yeah, I had to start moving the set back. Like every night, I'd move the set back two inches and she'd still reach the audience. And then I would move the set back again and she'd still reach the audience. <laughs> Girl's got good projectile she vomiting does have skills. Good projectile vomiting skills. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. So, um, question for you If you could have been in the play, who would have you been? Obviously, you could have been any, you can be any of the characters. We actually had this question on our, like, awards we did at the after party, um, and I got voted that I would play Veronica, but I would rather play Annette. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> she's just, has more fun. Yeah. Um, but I don't really want to play any of them. They're all a bit horrible. Don't act. <laughs> <laughs> I don't act. <laughs> so, um, what we're going to do is we're going to play a little game in a minute, but before that, 
we could do a little song request. So, is there a song that you had associated with the show or a song that you've just been vibing to at the moment that you could share with us? Uh, yeah, I'll do the song from the opening scene of the show. And I actually knew that I was going to have this song as the opening, like when I did my proposal. Um, and that is A Fifth of Beethoven by from the Saturday Night Fever soundtrack. Why? Why? Yeah. I just think, like, <laughs> I don't know, it just came to me in my head. Like, when I was thinking about Rose and God of Carnage, I was like, you have that as the opening scene, like, opening sequence. And I could not tell you why. Just a good song? It's kind of, like, classical, but then, like, not. Yeah. I get what you mean. So, here's Julia's song request. <laughs> So that was Julia's song request. So what we're going to do now is we're going to play the classic game that we play every semester. So it's who says that line? That's a jingle. I say every time that I'm going to get a jingle. jingle. I'll get one hopefully soon. I'll try and compose one. Right. So you've listened to the podcast before. You know the rules of the game. I'll ask you 10 questions. Well, I'll ask you 10 lines you've got to tell me which character says it can i do a disclaimer that he's actually using a script that's a different translation to the one i used on stage can so. i give a disclaimer that <laughs> julia didn't bring the script so we're gonna have to make compromises so if i get them wrong that's why okay but it's chronological so that should help and there's four characters yeah okay but like you're you're one with jess and sophie you literally said the word sorry i'm like who said that right first line apples and pears Like all, like three people say apples and pears. Is that the is that the whole line? Apples and pears. Is the whole line? Yeah. Um, Veronica. Correct. Yay. Um. She refuses to be buried next to my father. Michael. Correct. 
What about Benjamin? <laughs> it's not even his name in the show. <laughs> um, Veronica. Yeah, what was his name in the show? Ferdinand. <laughs> So the American translation, they just changed the names of the kids. Oh, right, okay. Because it's originally in French, so... Oh, right, okay, fair enough, fair enough. Um, hmm. I see you're a great art lover. Annette. Well done. Far out of far. Scrolling so hard. <laughs> right, I'm going to skip a couple of pages to confuse. <laughs> the next one is I was pushing it a little bit with the shit out systems. Michael. You've cleaned it all up. I'm so sorry. Annette. I'll have to go woof woof Alan correct seven seven losing track Um, um I'm feeling dizzy Annette well then, eight. I can't tell if you're doing it chronologically or not. I am. Oh. <laughs> right, two more. I'm going to go hard because you haven't got any right wrong yet. <laughs> I haven't got any right. Um, don't. Per- perfect. Wait, say again. Perfect. Show you what page is on without help. I don't know. <laughs> I can try. Where's even page number? It's such a weird story. 23. Is that the whole line? Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> How long do I get to think of that? <laughs> <laughs> um, Annette? Or Veronica? Veronica. I did say that afterwards. That was harsh. That was harsh on me. Okay. Oh my God, your laptop is... Hard to navigate. Uh, right, last and final one, I think. Yeah. Is ha ha, well done, Veronica. Well done. It basically was ten out of ten. But 10 no, out of 10. 10. <laughs> I'm going to say it's ten out of ten. Amazing. So. Um, want to ask a question. So, what did you find different to God of Carnage and New Labour? So, for our listeners, Julia was the APD of <laughs> New Labour, which was basically like an assistant producer dash director to the show, and that was directed by India Martin last semester. So, what did you find different and Second question, did you learn anything from New Labour which you translated across to God of Carnage? Oh, 100%. Um, the first part of the question, like, what did I find different? Um, it felt way quicker this time. Oh, really? Like, getting to performance. 
I, it wasn't actually quicker, but I think with COVID and everything, yeah. like it just kind of threw me off and I was like, suddenly it's on. Um, also, I found it a lot, weirdly, even though I was directing it, I found it a lot less intimidating because there was a way smaller cast. Yeah. Like I remember the first, in uh, the New Labour, like one of the first New Labour houses, India left me alone in the room with the cast and was like, can you start doing something? And I was just, they all just looked at me and I was <laughs> like, ah! Because uh, it was like 11 of them and there was only four. Um, and it's a big difference. Yeah, it really is, and especially because like, but then it also it was kind of weird because everyone kind of in my cast. Well, I didn't know Charlie and Luke beforehand, but they knew Meg. Yeah, and obviously I knew India and Phoebe. Yeah, so it was very quickly already kind of everyone knew each other. Whereas yeah. in neighbour, you had that like getting to know like me and India were talking about the other day how it's so funny because the cast and like the crew used to like go for dinner separately because it was kind of like not like kind of unintentionally but we were still kind of making those friends yeah whereas off the bat it was like but I think you find that especially when it comes to semester two because like semester one you've seen the people like new people have come in like you've had your first years it's a fresh crowd sort of Mm. thing and then semester two it's like oh I know them from that show, and mm. do you know what I mean? Like realistically, you've spoke, you've spoken to half the people before, and then you just yeah. come to it, and it's just like, oh, yeah. It was, yeah, it was different to much different to New Labour as well. Like, I there was a lot less to think about because also I had a producer, yeah, if you yeah. know what I mean. Um, and that like Meg just like did so much that I was expecting to have to do. Mm, um, shout out Meg. Shout out to Meg. Yeah, like literally, she. I was making <laughs> you were making me a prod team group chat, and she'd already made like a whole booklet on yeah. kind of carnage. I was like, wow, this girl. Um, so that was quite different. Um, it. It was kind of more. It was more stressful in other ways because of COVID, um, but also, also less stressful in other ways. Um, but also like having being a director myself because mm. um, I was used to being that like um, sounding board for the director yeah, and then yeah, suddenly yeah. I was the director and I was like whoa who's my sounding board yeah. kind of thing um, but I learned so much that I took into it from New Labour like a lot like India did these things like check-ins and check-outs and stuff which I only really started doing in show week um, but also like just the way she taught me a lot in approaching it kind of like um what do you, well, if you didn't know the answer, you asked the cast, like, how, mm. do you, how does that feel for you? What do you think you should be doing there? Um, which I did a lot of, and especially because, like, I literally missed a whole week of COVID. Yeah, know, completely. Like, um, yeah, just, like, having an open conversation between, like, what the, what the actor wants to do and what you want to do. Um, yeah, I took so much. I can't really think that much off the top of my head. But, um, yeah, it was definitely different, but, all, like, just as good. Yeah, but slightly more difficult because of the whole COVID situation. Mm. It's weird though because I felt like last semester COVID was more like we were stricter and more alert. With but there stuff. wasn't any COVID around. But there wasn't any COVID, and mm. now like we were allowed to slacken a little bit. Mm. It was just gone a bit crazy. Mm. Um, what I, do, you, do you mean by checking and check out? Uh, so like before every kind of like I didn't really do it in rehearsals as much, but before every show, you kind of like how are we feeling? Yeah, it's really nice to like know how the cast and other people in the room are feeling before you start doing something yeah. because that's going to impact. And you can assess everything. Yeah, I mean, I found it way more difficult with um, God of Carnage than with New Labour because the beauty of having numerous people, like you know, when the cast and crew of New Labour were in a room, there was like fifteen of us, mm. so it's easier to play like those warm ups and do those check ins. Yeah. There's energy in the room, whereas when it's just like you and four cast yeah. members, it's harder to like like we play a warm up, but like it just is slightly more. 
Um, oh, I'm at that last minute because everyone gets out. Or yeah, no, we had to like we kept, kept kept playing warm ups and like no one would go out or just to carry on. <laughs> just like, keep on going. Like, if you lo- lose someone, it was like, um, yeah. So like, I check check in's really good because it gives you an insight into the how the cast are feeling because like everybody's got stuff going on. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, like I found this semester two way easier in some ways this show because like I knew how TG worked. Yes, you, you had a more of an idea. I came into New Labour and you was like, we used to have fun rooms. I was like, what? Or like room bookings. I just, so much stuff that I just didn't know you had yeah. to do. And like, I also know people in TG as well, so I knew who to go to and stuff. Yeah. So I did find it way easier. Whereas like in New Labour, I felt very external to the society. Do you think being on a prod team before helped you? A hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. I think like looking back at, I think like, I don't think it is vital, but I think, the difference between someone who's been on a prod team before mm. and then acting, not acting, directing, is a lot different just because it's just the management. And, like, me and me and Meg speak about this all the time. We were like, acting is hard. It, it is. But being on a prod team is kind of another level. Like, you don't stop sometimes. Like... You, like, you wake up in the morning and it's like... Yeah, it's like, blah, 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 blah. go, go. All yeah. these messages are like... I always see it as like, when you're acting, yeah, you learn your lines, you might be learning them at home, like do like an hour, whatever. And then you come to your rehearsal and you have like, what, five round nine. And then you leave the rehearsal and you're done. Yeah, yeah, you're done. But then like, if you're a producer or a director, it's like four weeks every I, single day like you can't put your phone away yeah literally. I literally every i met jess and sophie for coffee the other day and i was like every time my phone goes i flinch because i think it's someone telling me they've got covid like i literally if my if i'd had a facebook message I'd be like, like literally i'd be at work and i'd be checking my phone every five minutes yeah um so it's quite nice now to, to, to not, not have to literally. be on my phone 24 7 but yeah you don't you don't switch off it's really weird i woke up on sunday morning and i was like really don't. sad but i also it was kind of like it was like breathe yeah, but there's also nothing like it. Like, I miss it already. Yeah, you know? no, literally, there's nothing like being in the, like... I think what's the beauty of it as well is, like, four weeks. Like, week one is a bit like, oh, mm. bit tip-toey because she's still making friends, and then it just comes around and it's gone. Yeah, it's so quick. And I think one of the big learning curves with me with God of Carnage was, like, suddenly I... You have to realise as a director that you are the only one who cares. The, you are the one who cares the most. Yeah. And I think that was a big dose of realism for me. It's yeah. like, obviously they all care. They yeah, are but no one, had, no one will ever care as much no as you No one ever cares can. as much as you yeah. because you, you pick the show, you propose the show, yeah. you've got the show. Like, it, the show is yours. And that was a bit of a learning curve for me because I was kind of like, oh, well, why is anyone else as invested? Like, obviously they're not as invested. Like, they, obviously they're invested. <laughs> yeah, but, but like, not as much as... You care the most. Yeah, completely. Um, completely. So, coming so, to the end of your time on the podcast, just two more things. Okay. The first one, um, what advice could you give to anybody who may be potentially like thinking about directing? Because obviously we have our fringe applications open soon, so we're going to have some maybe new directors or some people who've directed before or people who haven't. But I don't know if you just have a bit of advice after your your run. That yeah, just I have had. a couple of things. Um, one thing that India actually said to me when I was thinking about proposing, which I think is really good advice, because I was talking to somebody else about this the other day, is like there is no perfect play yeah. to propose. Like pick a play that you like and just and that you can see putting on and just pick it. Like God of Carnage was not the perfect play. I spent ages looking for the perfect play and then I realised that I there know. isn't one. <laughs> I yeah, know. <laughs> I know. Like I literally went through so many different plays, but just pick a play you like and that you can see on stage would be my first piece of advice. And then when it comes to like the actual rehearsal process, I think don't worry about like not knowing all the answers. Like ask your cast. They're going to know what feels best because yeah, they're completely. literally on the stage. 
Um, but on the flip side to that, like, don't worry about putting your foot down. Like, I love my cast of pieces, but they're all very opinionated. And there are points where I had to go, like, right, this is what I want to do. Yes, yeah. um, so you get that balance of, like, asking what they think if you don't know the answers, but also putting your foot down when you know how you want it. Um, and I think another thing that I read, which I thought was really helpful, is, like, you're not creating something happening. You're creating the circumstances for something to happen, which I think is quite nice. Found. <laughs> quote that put it on my yeah, wall. I, know, <laughs> I think what because you, you can't control it when it's on stage completely you know I mean? there's so nothing you can do once create the circumstances yeah. and then it will happen literally i think also what i felt like has been a beauty of this year i think what looking back is like has been praised but <laughs> <laughs> looking at the shows like we've had some like well-known shows such as like macbeth and like stags and hens and obviously we've got like things i know to be soon but then we've had shows that, like, I've never heard of before, such as, like, New Labour, um, Nothing, mm. God of Carnage. And, like, sometimes I feel like everybody focuses so much on getting these, like, amazing, stellar, well-known shows. But, like, some of the beauty shows are these little hidden gem ones that you've never seen before. Also, there's way less pressure on, like, what you do with it. Yeah. Because no one knows. <laughs> no, no one knows, knows it. it. Whereas everyone's like, it's made true, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Literally, I know. Um, um, but I think what's really, what I've really enjoyed of it all, like I said this to the Nothing Girls, like I have a little bookshelf and every time we do a show with TJ, I always get the play just because like, even if I was involved with it or not, like I just think it's so good to have a bank of it and New Labour, Nothing and God of Carnage were three shows I've never heard of and three shows that I'd recommend to people to look at. Do you know what I mean? Because they're very good for all different reasons. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I, it is a brilliant play. It's, yeah, it's great. So uh, Harry actually came out of it, and I was like, "Did you enjoy it?" He said, "It was just a great giggle." He was like, I "Yeah, just, you did to giggle for an hour and a half." And a that's good what laugh. It did to me. Yeah. No, and I agree. I was like, you know what? I think that's great. I agree. Because you're getting a reaction out of people, which is always literally. And then a last little thing. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say. So. <laughs> Julia's got another little project coming up, haven't you? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> So, Julia is part of the New Rights Programme, which is, has seen five TG members write new shows. Um, we've been doing it since October. Yeah, October, October, which feels like You've ages. We've been doing it since October. <laughs> yeah, <it's> been, <laughs> we've been doing it since October, and we've finally cast our shows. We have, yeah. And I literally finished my show and then I cast another one. <laughs> but that's how we go. Keep rolling. Yeah. Um, obviously not too much because obviously this is dedicated to God, but do you want to tell us a little bit about her? <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, just to hype yourself up just a bit more. Yeah, I know. It's all about me. Um, her is about... Um, it's actually it's based loosely on the story of Wojciech, uh, played by George Buckner, but I'm just telling it, who's, which is about a man who word, mur- murdered... Murders his adulterous <laughs> wife, but I'm t- telling it from the perspective of his wife, um, and like it's about both women. Well, because my theory basically is that all of these tragedies are always centered around men, and yeah. they're always like female um, collateral damages, yes. and you never hear about them. So this is her perspective, basically. Um, or it will be when I finish writing it. <laughs> um, but I've had other things to do, okay? Um, yeah, so it should be good. I, I don't know, I'm like, 
I'm kind of excited, but also, you know... It's, it's something different. It though, is isn't different, it? but it also really scares me, because I'm like, at least with God of Carnage, like, if the cast didn't like a line, and they were like, I really don't like the sign, I'm like, yeah, shit. Whereas <laughs> they do that with my show, it's like, I literally wrote it. You'll just cry. <laughs> if it's like, if, I, if the play, if it's shit, it's like, oh, well, it's the script's fault. But if it's shit, and it's, I directed it, and I wrote it, it's like, okay, it's just shit. But anyway, it's not going to be shit. No, it'll it be good. Be it'll be good. So yeah, keep your eyes out for that. Um, and it's been lovely to have you on the podcast. Thank you. See you later, everyone. And tune in probably this sometime the rest of this week when we'll have our third show, suddenly last summer, and the directors of that talking about our show. Thank you, guys. See you later. Bye. Bye.